Welcome to the Muckle Teal Football Show. My name is Miles. The Green Bay Packers handle the Chicago Bears on Sunday Night Football. You can smack me right in the face about my concern saying, you know, maybe we were giving too much carte blanche to the Packers week one failure this this season just because they had a week one failure last season and bounced back. Well, it looks like they're bouncing back again. (laughs) Um, Though I did pick the Packers to cover the 10 points against the Bears. So successfully hedged. Um, Green Bay, I mean, it was a, it was a running game success here today. Green Bay is turning into to run the ball and defense, and they just so happen to have a two time MVP quarterback when they need him. <laughs> week one is a distant memory again. We're in week two, and we're saying ah, the Packers are fine. History just repeats itself. Aaron Rodgers gets his twenty fourth victory over the Chicago Bears. Brett Favre had 23. So Rodgers has now officially defeated the Bears more than Brett Favre. And Brett Favre defeated them 23 times. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Bears fans. I mean, it's it's literally ingrained in your culture now to be losing to the Packers Hall of Fame quarterbacks. It's been 30 years, 31 years. I mean, there are there are people as old as me who are thinking this is just how it is. The Bears lose to their Hall of Fame divisional rival. Uh, Aaron Jones deserves a shout out here. Fantastic game. He looked strong, fast, fabulous. I just love how they use him with A.J. Dillon, uh, both in the run game, both in the pass game. The Packers had a couple guys back that seemed to make a difference. Right tackle Elton Jenkins, receiver Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb was all over the place. Um the Packers defense, too, got a bounce back game. Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Kenny Clark all played well. And I say bounce back game, but remember, I keep saying this. The Vikings scored 23 points. A lot of Justin Jefferson highlights. They scored 23 points. I mean, that's got to be like bottom half points in terms of most games. Most games, teams are scoring more than 23. Um, but the Packers, I think the Packers defense will gel. Um, it's just not playing the elite unit. And I say that just because the Bears were able to run pretty well. The Bears, you know, they flirted with being in this game. <laughs> they flirted with being in this game. They almost brought it into one score uh, uh, in the middle of the fourth quarter, just an inch away on a fourth fourth and one at the goal line there. Um, I mean, the Bears had the lead at first. David Montgomery, Justin Fields, they responded to the Green Bay opening drive with a touchdown drive and they were leading seven to three about midway or a little bit well into the first quarter. And I thought to myself, good for the bears. Good for the bears. They won last week. Now they've gone a whole quarter, you know, in prime time against the Packers, you know, without the hopeless void, you know, this season's <laughs> going to be hard for the bears and they've started it off pretty, pretty strong. I haven't felt that hopeless void that they're going to feel the less time in the hopeless void, the better. <laughs> And I thought uh, Tariko and Collinsworth were, were telling the right story, which is Justin Fields out of the shotgun. What is just can't be doing that. They need to get this play action thing going with David Montgomery and Fields, who's great at rollouts. 
just weird that they were in the shotgun so much. I thought that was the right story of the game because every time they went back to the run game, the bears look good. Uh, and then uh, Packers kind of pulled away with it. Bears had a, a drive at the end, which was nerve wracking for those of us who had uh, Packers uh, to cover the 10 on the 10 point spread. And Jair Alexander with that final interception jubilation in Green Bay. They've won jubilations in the casino. They have covered. <laughs> the Packers have covered. All right. Welcome to the Muggle Teal Football Show. The show is football, everything NFL history, legacy, ups and downs of the season. Follow us on Twitter at MUK underscore football, on Twitter at MUK underscore football. We're also on YouTube uh, and, and, and podcast form Apple, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts. We have shows Sunday after Sunday night football, Monday after Monday night football, and Thursday after. After Thursday night football, three shows a week. All right, let's get into this week two, the comeback week. Welcome to Comeback City. <laughs> Incredible, crazy, wild games. Week one was crazy. Week two has joined the chat. The Arizona Cardinals down 20 to nothing. They eventually ended up winning a wild overtime game in the Vegas Raiders Death Star. The Dolphins were down 21 to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens in the fourth quarter. They won the game, and the Browns had a 99% win probability, and they blew it to the Jets. Uh, unbelievable. We also There was almost more comebacks. The Falcons almost had a comeback, and the Bengals, the Commanders, they were also completing or looking, tr- looking to complete comebacks versus the Lions and Cowboys and ultimately fell. The point is... A lot of exciting football being played. Red zone is exhausting the last two weeks. Like, I'm like just exhausted by the time Sunday night football. Thank God both Sunday night football games have been kind of blowouts. And I didn't think I'd be saying that. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into our Sunday show. The format is six categories of the Sunday best quarterback, running back, receiver, defense, Play of the day, meme of the day. And let's start with quarterback. The Dolphins quarterback, the lefty, Tua Tunga-Vailoa. 469 yards, six touchdowns on 50 attempts as part of that 21-point comeback. The Dolphins were, they were losing 35-14 with, it was like 13, 13 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and they won. They beat the Ravens, admittedly battered secondary, 42-38. to And I said twice last week, we are all holding off the coronation of the sexy Dolphins offense. I said that multiple times. Well, now, clearly, get out the robes, get out the regalia, get out the anointing oils. It is time. <laughs> Tua to Waddle, Tua to Tyreek Hill. I love actually the beginning of this game. I was, I was tweeting about, it feels like the dolphins are fueling up the fear for Waddle. You know, the, the league already fears Tyreek Hill, but Waddle's, you know, cred was being built last game and early this game, just pounding and peppering Waddle. Once Baltimore had to truly invest in stopping Waddle, then the other engine clicks in. The twin engine click, kick clicks in Tyreek Hill one-on-one and he frankly just burned some flat-footed Ravens DBs 
And Tua, you know, he did his best to get the ball down there. It didn't look good, to be honest. It's not pretty. You know, this is not Justin Herbert style darts. You know, Tyree kills 48 yard touchdown, his 60 yard touchdown. They were crucial. That's what got the, the Dolphins within 14 and then within seven. Didn't look great, though. I know this, I know we're talking about Tua as the, as the quarterback of the week, the Sunday best, but still, it ends with Tyreek Hill, 190 yards, two touchdowns. Jalen Waddell, 171 yards, two touchdowns, both of them with 11 catches. I mean, was it this simple? Just get two really good, really fast wide receivers? We were all hesitant to coronate, you know, but... I guess it's just that easy. <laughs> I guess it's just that easy. 361 yards and four touchdowns between these two great wide receivers. And Tua, more the benefactor than anything, I, I think. I think Tua played great. He's got great accuracy. He hit a lot of balls on the run, but more the benefactor of this Mike McDaniel system. By the way, announcers, it's Mike McDaniel, not McDonald. Why does every announcer keep making that mistake? Um, side note. If not for this comeback, the quarterback Sunday best of the day clearly would have been Lamar Jackson, who actually still technically had a better fantasy day than Tua because Tua had a couple interceptions. Lamar Jackson was 318 yards, three touchdowns through the air, 118 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Um, I think this is setting up for a great Lamar Jackson fantasy year because the Ravens cannot run with their running backs and their secondary they're going to need some help. But so Tua Tungavailoa, a career day, a day that hopefully is the start of something great in Miami because this is really fun to watch. All right, running back Sunday best. <laughs> I'm going to keep this one with the Sunday night game. Aaron Jones, for all the reasons I said at the start of the show, Aaron Rodgers played great, you know, played calm, but... The running game made things a lot easier today. 179 total yards, two touchdowns. Aaron Jones, the better, faster one of that duo. Though I do credit A.J. Dillon. You know, they're they're just kind of sharing the load and 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 hopefully will keep each other fresh uh, throughout the year. Um, Dallas running back Tony Pollard deserves a shout out. He made some big plays that the Cowboys and Cooper Rush needed. And Nick Chubb had the best fantasy day by far. 113 total yards, three touchdowns. But marred by the fact that that third touchdown maybe shouldn't have existed. You know, I know it's not actually Chubb's fault, but had he gone down instead of scoring that third touchdown, the Browns could have just kneeled the game out. Instead, this wild comeback happened. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things that went wrong after that. And before that, by the way, Kareem Hunt went out of bounds twice, uh, stopping the clock uh, directly before that. But, you know. I just couldn't give it to him. I just couldn't give the, him the Sunday best in that circumstance. All right. Wide receiver Sunday best. The sun god. Amon Ra St. Brown for the Detroit Lions. 184 scrimmage yards. Yes, Hill and Waddle had better statistical days. But St. Brown, first of all, is becoming a star. He brought something special to the Lions today. There's just a, a tempo of productive, crisp, place he he just um, eight catches 116 yards two touchdowns a 58 yard rushing and around and he just kept it coming and difficult to keep it coming because one out of every two balls you get from jared goff are you know thrown to the freaking bleachers but amon ross st brown is able to just 
be consistently good enough to really put off the commander's comeback. The, the Carson Wentz and you know Terry McLaurin and all and the the commanders really did enough. The Washington Football Team, whatever we're calling them, did enough to to beat the Lions in this game. The difference between this and all other Lions games was Amon Ross St. Brown kept making plays. DeAndre Swift kept making plays. And St. Brown's were the two crucial ones. That 58 end around was came after the commanders brought it within eight points. St. Brown runs at 58 yards, sets up a swift touchdown. And then the commanders again brought brought it within eight points. And that's when St. Brown got his second touchdown of the day. A, a, a sweet little pylon move there. Um, narratively, I think this was just more important to the Lions than even the, even the win. This win was so important. It was critical. They, this, the Lions absolutely could not drop to 0-2. As Dan Campbell said last week, and I really respect him for this, there are no moral victories anymore. They needed an actual victory, and they did it. And Amon Ross St. Brown, in my opinion, was the primary reason that they got it. Though, special shout-out to DeAndre Swift as well, who was making plays. Jamal Williams, a lot of guys making plays. Um, Goff had four touchdowns, but he didn't play well, in my opinion. But the, the weapons there, there's some excitement happening in Detroit. All right. Sunday best defense. I was close to giving this one to the Lions as well. Aiden Hutchinson had three three sacks, but ultimately they they really did. The defense lost, did enough to lose the game. They gave up 27 second half points, and it was St. Brown who saved them. So my defense, Sunday best Instead of the Lions, it's going to be the Jaguars. <laughs> Again, this is the, these are the two teams with the first and second pick in the draft this year. But the Jaguars defense, Sunday best, the first shutout of 2022. Credit to the 49ers defense, who, who also pitched a shutout against the Seahawks because the Seahawks' one touchdown was a blocked field goal touchdown. So technically, the 49ers defense also shut out Geno Smith and the incompetent Pete Carroll Seahawks. We'll let that go for now. <laughs> but the Jaguars actually shut out Matt Ryan and the Colts in Duval County there, down there in Florida. Jacksonville, Josh Allen rushing the passer. The first overall pick, Trayvon Walker making plays. Safety, Rashawn Jenkins looking like he's having a great year. And yeah, the Colts didn't have their top wide receivers, but still zero, zero points. They still had Jonathan Taylor, still had their offensive line you know, pieces there. Matt Ryan is there. I mean, Jonathan Taylor was a bystander. He got a, there was like a truck stick play that I'm sure will be shown in slow motion highlights out of context. It should have a watermark as, as when people show Jonathan Taylor shoving that Jaguar back down on his back, there should be a watermark that says Colts were shut out in this game. They got zero points. <laughs> um, yeah. The Jaguars defense is flying all over the place. They seem to have the Colts number. I'd love to see them get someone else's number this season. I think something's something's happening there. Something's happening. There. Maybe they won't have the first overall pick this year. Okay. Sunday best play of the day. All right. How to pick a play of the day out of these comebacks by the by the Cardinals, by the Dolphins, by the Jets, you know, the almost comebacks by the Falcons and and just all the the holdoffs by the Lions and the and the Cowboys today. These huge 
complex sequences that needed to happen for these wild games. How to pick a play of the day is was extremely difficult. The Jets obviously deserve a lot of lot of um, consideration. The Joe Flacco 15-yard touchdown to Garrett Wilson to win. The Corey Davis 60-yard touchdown was a blown coverage by the Browns, but it was significant. The onside kick. And, of course, the Dolphins, you know, there's five or six huge touchdowns, two to Hill, two to Waddle. Um, and then Ramsey, you know, sealing the game against the Falcons for the Rams. But I'm going to I'm gonna focus on the Cardinals-Raiders game because it had just some crazy, crazy plays. The Kyler Murray two-point conversion, not the one where he stood back there for 20 seconds, not that one, but the final one with the stunning dart just threw a sea of Raider hands to an A.J. Green almost obscured from sight on the back end of the end zone there. Great play, great throw. I don't know that A.J. Green actually caught it. Like A.J. Green couldn't catch anything all day, but there wasn't enough evidence. Then in overtime, I thought I was going to be giving play of the day to Deron Harmon, who... For the Raiders, safety for the Raiders, who made a, first of all, made a great stop on third and one, tackling, uh, I believe it was James Conner, forcing a fourth and one. Kyler Murray goes deep, and Deron Harmon is deep as well, <laughs> just as he was up on the line of scrimmage. He's deep as well to knock the ball right, right, just hit Hollywood Brown into an incomplete pass. Raiders get the ball. You're thinking, okay, all the Raiders need is a field goal here. They're driving. Derek Carr hits what seems like a routine play to Hunter Renfro. Looks like they're about in field goal range. Fumble. Fumble forced by Isaiah Simmons. Brian Murphy or Byron Murphy picks it up, returns it for a touchdown to a stunned Raiders Death Star. And though I don't actually believe that he scored that touchdown, I truly think he let go of that ball before he crossed the goal line. But the spirit, the spirit of the game and the spirit of play is over. <laughs> he fumbled. He returned it for a touchdown. Technicalities. I would have been pissed if it if it turned out that they took that away from him. But you know, check it out. I don't know. Um, that is the play of the day. Murphy's return. Wild, wild ending for the Cardinals to avoid zero and two and send the Raiders to zero and two. Now let's get to my favorite category meme of the day well first quick shout out to the denver fans at the mile high stadium counting down the play clock for nathaniel hackett and russell wilson just could not get plays off i just i shout you out denver fans for a rare but rare feat of a collective crowd sarcasm (laughs) on a football field i just absolutely love that um the meme of the day is Brownie the Elf, though. The new midfield logo for Cleveland, which was goes back to Otto Graham, Marion Motley, there for Jim Brown's 57-58 MVPs, removed in the 60s. Brownie the Elf joins the Browns at midfield, and it sees this. Sees the Browns jo- ruin a 99% win probability against the Jets. Not great. Welcome to the Factory of Sadness, Brownie the Elf. All right, Muckle Teal Football Show will be back tomorrow, Monday Night Football.